Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley and we appreciate you being with us. And uh, we're going to go to the phones and kick off today's show with our good friend and uh, the reason why we have a show really, or a man that helps us a lot, and that's Dan Johnson with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Dan, good morning, or good afternoon, I should say. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, I actually uh, sent Dan, hey, I'm, I'm a transparent guy. I was in Montana the uh, very last few days of April and uh, came back May 1st. And uh, I'm telling you, all of us in the outdoors, whether you're out camping or whatever, watch for ticks. I got a tick bite and uh, ended up with the uh, ever glorious uh rocky mountain spotted fever and so uh uh, getting treated for that they say about 10 days antibiotics and should be good to go but uh, i'm not going to be a leg model anytime soon uh leave leave some blotches on you there but everybody seriously be careful with these tick bites you see a lot on the news you think it'll never happen to me and uh it can so uh just be careful well what's going on at lynn lyle this week I think I'll just stay home and sell cars. Yeah, no, it's a lot safer, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot safer. Yeah, well, we got a lot going on out here. You know, once again, um, you know, I don't know whether I've told your listeners, but uh, the 2019 Silverado is going to be a new truck from the ground up. So uh, that's coming. You know, we got ways to go. It's going to be, you know, late in the year. But because of that, it's present model 2018 silverados um uh, they're really throwing some rebates at them and you know trying to clear the decks of those and uh you know i mean shoot i sold one the other day fifteen thousand dollars off on an lt you know nice truck so yeah so we that's probably the best deal in the house right now and wow. uh and I'm really, really, really low on used cars so you know if you got a decent trade-in or you just want to sell your car you know give me a call because i'm uh I don't know what happened, but we all of a sudden had a couple of good months in used cars, and uh, I'm like down quite a bit. So. Sure. Okay. Well, I got a few deals working for you, so I, I'll good. be in seeing you this week here. And, um, you know, and I tell you, um, it seems like now I've got about 15000 now on my uh, 2018 I got, and, boy, I'm seeing even better gas miles than I was. Red and I, we were riding around yesterday for a little bit, uh, running up to Phoenix Weaponry and uh, up in Longmont and, uh, you know, getting 21 and a half in that. Man, I tell you, Red goes, I can't even hear this engine run. <laughs> I mean, oh, they're I mean, great. I it mean, is an yeah. awesome truck. Yep. And I, I can drive anything I want, and I drive a Silverado. Just, it's the most comfortable, quiet, you know. It's, they're just great, you know. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, and that's something I think unusual with some dealers where you, you know, hey, you don't have to buy something from us. We'll buy, you know, give you a great deal on your, uh, just to buy it. And, uh, but I tell you, I love sending people to you. And of course, I love coming there myself because uh, I tell you, it's great to hear uh, Roger, uh, my good friend and his wife, Lisa, that came and bought their Silverado a few weeks back. I mean, they have just not stopped bragging about just the easy service. They said, hey, you know, we could have been done way quicker, but we just 
then we just started talking about anything other than cars. I mean, it was just an easy deal for them. Yeah, and as I've said before, it doesn't have to be hard. I hear the horror stories of people sitting in dealerships for eight hours, and, I mean, yeah, it's just not the way we do business. I mean, it's, you know, uh, probably the longest part is, you know, picking, you know, the equipment, the colors you want. You know, the, the money part's easy, so I'll make that easy every single time. Gotcha. Well, man, hey, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll come by and see you this week. Got a few people uh, looking at some things, and then uh, I want to get you on during the week uh, during Haystack too, and uh, talk a little bit more with you and everything. So, get by and see Dan. You know, it's it's important for us. Uh, hey, uh, let Dan know you heard about him here on the show. So when you walk in the door there, uh, Dan's office just right over to the left. It's in a glass office, and love that. I mean, he's readily accessible, and he'd love to know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. So. Get by there. If you need a new vehicle, and, man, I'm telling you, if you're looking for a Silverado, this is the time to do it while they're running these incentives, and Dan will take great, great care of you. So I'll get by and see you, bud. All right. You take care of yourself. All right. Now. Okay. That's All, right. All right. Thanks see you later, a lot. That's Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle, Chevrolet, just right off of Colfax and 225. Well, we got a jam-packed show for you today, and um, the gentleman I've really been – Wanting to get in for several years, I uh, met at the International Sportsman's Expo um, several years ago and uh, during our elk calling contest, and that is Mr. James Hardesty. And James decided he could come in studio today on a quick notice. So, James, thanks, man. Thank you for having me. So, let's kind of start. Y'all like to figure out where guys, how they get their love for the outdoors. So, what's your story? I mean, who, who helped you <clears throat> get into it and get your love there for the outdoors and hunting? Well, I was born and raised in Colorado, uh, so the guy that got me involved in it would be my, my dad and my uncle, um, James Hardesty uh, Jr. and hmm. Gene Hardesty, my uncle. So I uh, grew up hunting ever since I could remember, five, six years old, going elk hunting with them, and then I could start carrying a rifle when I was 14, and so kind of been uh, elk and deer and antelope and bear and if it flies, it dies. If it crawls or whatever, man, <laughs> exactly. we're hunting it. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I mentioned ISE, and, uh, you know, you've done the elk calling contest. And, uh, man, I tell you, you, th- you talk about just one aspect of hunting that's changed over the years, and that's just the calls today. Oh. I mean, you walk in stores now, and it's like a plethora of yeah. different calls and everything. And uh, we, we were fortunate enough to meet uh, Wayne Carlton. Yes, in uh, at fact, the last. <laughs> you know, Wayne Carlton is, is the guy that actually got me uh, in, introduced to elk calling. Um, I was, man, five years old, six years old, I want to say. My dad had taken me down to a sportsman show or something like that, and I met Wayne. Wayne put a, a reed in my mouth. I couldn't make any sounds with it until I was about eight years old. Um, and so I started calling um, back when I was five, but not really until I was eight, making noise. But it was Wayne Carlton that got me involved, but... Man, to see the calls and the companies that have come and gone and some that are still around, sure. uh, Primos, Will Primos, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Jacobson, uh, stuff, some of the, you know, the original guys that started the calling. But now you have, um, you know, Jason Phelps, who, who is um, I'm a sponsor of, uh, has sponsored me, and so I use his calls. But there's so many great companies out there, and it's, it's not just this call is better than that call. It's what works for you. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And by the way, if you've got any uh, questions uh, on big game hunting, we're going to open up our phone lines today, 303-477-5600, and we'll do our best to answer your question. If we don't know the answer, we'll find it out for you. Um, So 
we were talking a little bit before the show. Um, archery is huge now. It has really come about. I've been a rifle hunter all my life, and probably when we started our show in 2013, um, I think it I don't know if it was the very first year we started, but 2014 at the latest. Um, Trevin Stolfus, Outback Outdoors, and um, introduced me to Phil Mendoza. And so um, Phil said, man, you got to try archery. So, you know, got a nice Hoyt carbon spider from him and all that. And so I've been out. I mean, I've target shot just a little bit. But, I mean, it's just killed me mentally to think about, you know, being out on a hunt and, um having an animal hang out there about 150 yards or something and i can't get a shot i'm like oh it would just kill me but everybody says hey you got to get the mindset for archery hunting but they said then there's nothing like that five to 20 yard shot either you know when when, when you're archery hunting it's very close and intimate um it, it's different um you know in, in the month of september when the elk are bugling they're rutting you know um you can get in closer, tighter, um, and to have that bull respond to you, uh, and, and you know it's coming, it, it, the adrenaline is just different than rifle hunting. And not that one is better over the other, because that's not. It's hunting, and that's, right. and, and that's what I'm about. Um, but I am a trophy hunter when it comes to my archery tag, because I always take a rifle cow tag, because I go with my girlfriend, who also archery hunts, but... You know, I have buddies that only strictly rifle hunt, so I hunt with them as well, too. And it's different um, because I'm taking that elk at maybe two or three or 400 yards. It's not as close and intimate, but it's still exciting. Um, with archery hunting, I'm moving. I'm, I'm walking. I'm calling. I'm covering ground. I might cover, you know, five to ten miles in a day. But when I rifle hunt, um, my father and uncle raised me um, as a rifle hunter, and we sat. We sat on a rock from half an hour before sun came up till the end of legal shooting light before we left. And I would sit there, and I might sit there for five days and never see an elk and, 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 and eat tag soup. Um, with archery hunting, when, when I'm doing that, I'm interacting with the animals, so it's giving me hope. I can, I'm like, oh, there's an elk. I, I can hear that elk bugle maybe a mile away or whatever. I'm going to start going there. And as you're going, maybe you see a cow elk or a calf or um, you hear them, you know, or something like that. Or you might have see a wallow or come across a fresh rub or something like that. And so it's, for me, it's, it's very interactive, whereas mm -hmm. with rifle, my rifle style is to sit on a rock wait for other hunters to either push them to me or I catch animals moving uh, between feeding and bedding or, or cover kind of stuff, and, and I take my opportunity at that point. Right. James Hardesty is a guest today with us, and uh, James is going to be with, Alice, with, with us throughout the show, and uh, we'll do another uh, segment a little bit later on. But I'll tell you a thing that's really changed in, um, to me in, in hunting over the years, too, is the fitness part of it. Uh, you see a, a lot of different groups now, um, a lot different philosophies with some, but I know you just finished with Phil, uh, the alpha bow hunting challenge. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, um, the fitness is something that is kind of fairly new in the last couple of years for me. Um, I'm a heavier set guy. Um, I believe there's two types of hunters out there. There's those that are physically fit, like your Cameron Haynes, uh, your Aaron Snyders, things like that, which are all about running and gunning and, and they can cover a lot of distance very quickly maybe because they have a short amount of time uh, to get it done, okay? And so they're physically fit. I grew up where, because I wasn't physically fit, I had to be smarter. I had to understand what elk behavior or deer behavior or, you know, the animal I was pursuing's behavior 
um, was going to be like, and I wanted to be smarter, so I was going to ambush them. Maybe I would sit on a wallow if I was archery hunting, or maybe I would sit in uh, on the edge of a feeding field if I was rifle hunting at morning or night kind of stuff. Um, but meeting Phil Mendoza, Aaron Snyder, some of these guys, you know, that said, well, you know, you can be smart, but if you're also physically fit, you can go and, and go further. And so uh, I started doing the Alpha Bow Challenge uh, at No Limits Archery. Um, and and it, it's not that you have to be physically, like, dominant mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. It just gets your heart rate up, but it's still competitive. And it's as true to what hunting is for um, to replicate that as you can, your elevated heart rate, things like that. But then you have other things. You have, like, uh, the train, uh, train to hunt. Yep. Um, and fit for the hunt uh, kind of um, programs that are out there. And those are more, you know, geared towards that guy that is like Cameron Haynes that, it, you know, runs 50 miles and, you know, carries 100 pounds and stuff. Right. Like, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me either. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not me either. So, you know, but but it's, it's good. It's good for the industry. It's good for the sport. Um, you know, it's good for your health. That's what I'm saying. It's good for the hunter, man, because yeah. I'm telling you, you hear stories all the time, guys getting up there at altitude, you know, especially they come from other, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Texas, wherever to come hunt here and everything. And you get up there for the first time. And, you know, Willie and I, Schmidt, we talked a few weeks ago. And matter of fact, our next segment, Chris Nowak and I, uh, we talked about this do-it-yourself hunters. Uh, a lot of people uh, getting on Facebook, hey, I'm thinking about doing a do-it-yourself hunt, you know, what's a good spot? It's like, dude, first of all, you better think, can you do this? Right. Yeah, you know, I, I've met a lot of people in the backcountry, um, you know, and, and I spend a lot of time on social media and stuff like that. And, and the one thing I see a lot is guys coming from outside of Colorado, you know, you can put a backpack on with 50 pounds and you can walk around your block, but it doesn't get you ready for that elevation and the lack of oxygen that, that is here in Colorado. Um, it's a different story. You know, if you're coming out here from, you know, let's say out east or something like that, or California out west, you know, where it's a little lower elevation and you're on a five or seven day hunt, it sometimes takes you two or three days just to get acclimated to the, to the elevation. And you can't replicate that hardly at all. Um, back there. And so for any listeners that have friends that hunt with uh, people that, that are coming here, the one advice that I would say is, you know, drink lots of water, um, get here a few extra days earlier um, and, you know, acclimate, even if it's just to come to the, you know, the lower, like, let's say Denver uh, for a day or two before you go up into the mountains, like somewhere around, you know, Vail or, or Steamboat or Durango or something like that. Um, and, and, and get that because, you know, you don't want to waste two or three days sitting in camp because you can't breathe or you have a headache or you just can't move. You ache because of that altitude. Sure. This segment's been brought to you by the Outdoorsman's Attic. They're located at 2650 West Hamden. I was by there this morning seeing Patty and Bill. 20 to 50% off of clothing right now. And if you go downstairs and all their fishing area there, they've got some great kayaks. If you mention Sportsman of Colorado, when you buy one there, uh, you'll get a free pump or a paddle. They also have some very cool inflatable canoes and uh, leeches and live bait at the Outdoorsman's Attic there at 2650 West Hamden. When we come back, uh, Chris Nowak was actually going to be out of town going to see his mother for Mother's Day. So earlier this week, we sat down for a segment. When we come back, Chris Nowak of Pure Hunting. I was hurt in a car accident. The bills were piling up and my insurance company was giving me the runaround. I didn't know what to do, but then I called a lawyer I saw on TV. 
that lawyer had all the tools and the knowledge to get me 1.2 mil. Whoa, whoa. When you're hurt in an accident, you need Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law, a lawyer that's going to take your case seriously and not treat you like some get-rich-quick scheme. Serious car accidents are traumatic and can completely disrupt your life. Kevin Flesh has the integrity to help you get your life back on track. He will fight for you to get what you deserve, but he won't treat you like a lottery ticket. After you've been in an accident, call Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 and make sure you will get someone who will do the right thing and get your life back. When people see the new, beautiful Cat Lodge at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they're pretty impressed. With its sleek condo spaces, stunning wall murals reflecting Colorado mountainscapes, custom-built cat trees made from real aspen and spruce, and a colorful and entertaining fish tank, we couldn't be happier to show it off. The Cat Lodge is a special place for cats of all ages and sizes to hang out when their families are away, providing much-needed peace and tranquility. Whether your special friend loves to lounge, nest, explore, or be entertained, you can rest assured that your special companion will find something that suits his or her fancy. The atmosphere is relaxing and stress-free and filled with cat-friendly activities and objects of interest. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we understand how stressful it can be to leave a beloved pet behind when you have to be away. Call Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center with your questions about our new cat lodge and our cat boarding services. 303-708-8050 or visit LoneTreeVet.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure and check out our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com. And uh, all of our sponsors on there really make this show possible. We could not do what we do uh, without these folks' help. I hope you'll give them a chance to earn your trust and earn your business. So uh, check out our website. And uh, we also have a bragging gallery. If you'd like to send us some pictures of different um, hunts you've been on or some fish you caught, we'll be glad to post that on there for you. Well, it's great to have Chris Nowak in with us today. Chris has been a, a friend now for several years. Um, you know, heard Willie Schmidt on recently with Pure Hunting, and Chris is a part of that team of Pure Hunting. So, Chris, thanks for being with us today on Sportsman of Colorado. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. All right, so, uh, well, first thing I want to touch on, we just wrapped up a, a great, great banquet for Outdoor Buddies, and uh, you're a part of that group as well. But uh, uh, I tell you, that's a terrific organization, and, you know, it's a lot of work putting these banquets together and everything, but uh, I, I would call our night there a, a pretty good success, raise, raise some good money for them, and uh, just a great group of folks. It is. It's uh, <clears throat> like you were there. You, thank you very much for being our MC. Well, and, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, was, yeah. You uh, definitely, uh, you know, the, the banquet could have been a success without you, so I uh, really appreciate your efforts there. And, yeah, Outdoor Buddies, you know, it's a nonprofit. We take people hunting and fishing uh, of all disabilities and ages. And, uh, like I said, we had our annual banquet, and uh, I think we raised about $50,000, and I think we've got about 120 hunts starting to get lined up for this coming fall so wow uh, you know once we get uh, through the drawing process and see what all of our uh, you know potential hunters drew you know and uh, we'll be uh, start organizing the hunts 
So we're sure. looking forward to this coming fall. Oh, great. You know, I was talking with Willie the other day when we did our show, and, uh, boy, it's hard to believe season seven for you guys with pure hunting. So I'll ask you the same question I asked Willie. Did you ever think, uh, back when you guys started this, that uh, you would really see a season seven? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, of course, when you go into it, your expectations are high that um, that you're going to be around for a while or that, you know, you'd you'd have some longevity in that business, uh, which is a very tough business to be in. Sure. And, um, you know, to uh, actually meet those goals and those expectations through a lot of, you know, hard work by Willie, uh, well, yeah, we, we, we're into season seven. I think the most unbelievable thing is just how fast it's all gone, you know. <laughs> and, you know, to think of what, you know, start looking back at all the hunts we have had, uh, and in the fun times and, uh, you know, the great uh, episodes we've had, it's uh, it's like, you know, we've got a, got a catalog already, you know, of hunts. And, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. Sure. Now, do you know what, I, and Willie and I didn't get in this, do you, what day of the week will you all be this uh, next year? I mean, next season. You know, you know I, have, I have to talk to Willie myself. Uh, okay. I, I can't tell you that. Uh, right. I think, you know. It used to be Monday nights, and I, I don't know if we're switching days again or, or how that's going to work. All right, and it'll be on the Sportsman's Channel, right? Yeah, it's Sportsman's Channel, probably 7 o'clock-ish, you know, probably if we haven't changed our slot, it'll be that Monday night, you know, so uh, okay. uh, hopefully uh, it, it'll be good. So. Great. As you so meet, wherever they find us, it'll be good. Right. As you meet people, you know, and they, they know about pure hunting or they, they learn about the TV show, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that the everyday person have, will have about you know hunting and TV shows um, and that? Well, first of all, there's no money in this. <laughs> yeah, tell me. You know, it works that uh, way in TV too, huh? Yeah, yeah you uh, know, it, it does. There's uh, get your checkbook out and uh, uh, you know be willing to work hard and. Um, mortgage your house and all that stuff and not get anything back. So, uh, but I mean, that's probably the biggest misconception is that we're all, you know, just uh, getting going on all these free hunts and, and whatnot. And of course, you know, the, you know, our show is based on, you know, do it yourself hunting and, and on our own kind of stuff. So, you know, we're not getting any guides or anything like that, but, um, it's just, uh, it's tough, you know, when you pay for your programming, you pay for the hunt, you pay for everything. And then you try to get reimbursed from your sponsors for all your costs, and uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. So uh, a lot of times you're writing checks out uh, for the show itself. So mm -hmm. uh, that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions, you know. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that you hear on TV all the time is, uh, like when we first got into it, you know, we always heard, well, adding a camera, you know, is definitely another element to the hunt to make it a little more difficult, and uh, it surely is. You know, you, you add that second human being, the camera person, and it's all about the camera. It's not about you. And so that's another thing is it, it is more difficult to get everything lined up and ready to, you know, to get that, you know, kill shot on film and sure. to wrap up a game. So, so. And, you know, the, the, the way you uh, would approach your show, I think, the mission of it, you know, is just telling a great story. And, I mean, I've seen episodes where you guys have been, hey, right up front, hey, I missed, you know, <laughs> and uh, didn't get that perfect shot that you wanted and all the different things like that. And I think, you know, just the way that you guys uh, tell the story in each episode 
is really what sets you guys apart. I mean, both of us have a friend, Trevin Stolfus does Outback Outdoors. You know, Trevin does a good job with it as well. But, but you guys just do an exceptional job, you know, with the way you shoot um, your footage there. Well, thank you. And, uh, you, know, that's, you know, we try to uh, make it as realistic as possible. You know, I mean, you know, we are trying to show, you know, what the everyday hunter goes through, just the regular Joe when they're out hunting public land um, and the things that you encounter and the experiences you have and as hunters, you know, and the little fun things you have with those experiences. And, uh, you know, we're not out there to try to hide anything and, we show it like it is, and a lot of times there, there's a lot of good laughs, and then, you know, the emotions of a hunt, of the ups and downs, and the misses and whatnot. You've been part of that, and yep. And we try to catch it. We try to catch it all. So. Absolutely, Chris Nowak is our guest. Uh, Chris is on Pure Hunting, and uh, you'll catch that here in the summer here, and just uh, another. Was it? Is it June or July? July. July, start, July. Uh, All right, and that'll be season seven uh, for that, and we'll get you more information on that specific time and date uh, when that will be starting. Now, you mentioned do-it-yourself hunts. When I had Willie on, Willie had put a good article on purehunting.com uh, about do-it-yourself hunts and everything you need to know there. And uh, as I was mentioning to you before the show, I Hunt Colorado's a nice page that we all uh, are a part of, and you have all these you know, guys and gals that come, I'm thinking about coming to Colorado and doing a DIY hunt. And, you know, and, I, and none of us know their experience or whatever. But, um, and again, I wish we had the whole hour for you today. But um, for those thinking about maybe their very first do-it-yourself hunt, coming to a state they don't know, all of them say, hey, I'm not looking for your honey hole. I'm just looking for some recommendations in a certain unit. I mean, what do you say to those people to help them out? We all try to be that friendly person, try to help people out. And, you know, the outdoors has a lot of great people in it. But, um, man, some of these folks, they need to figure out really what all is needed in a do-it-yourself hunt, don't they? Yes, and I think any eastern, midwestern hunter, you know, you're – starting out as a naturally a whitetail hunter. And, you know, that's where I started back in Wisconsin 30-some years ago. And it's a dream of everybody to come out west, you know, to, to hunt the elk, to hunt big mule deer, uh, bighorn sheep, mountain goat. You know, I mean, that, that's the epitome, you know, of, of being a hunter is, is to try to experience some of those mountain-type hunts and the ruggedness and the adventure of it all. And... With that being said, you know, uh, they are difficult, you know. You, there is a lot of preparation. There is a lot of, you know, physical exertion that you're not just standing in a, in a whitetail deer stand. You are, you know, hiking up a 1,000-foot mountain or wherever you may be. And uh, I try when people do ask me, you know, you know, where should I go? What should I do? What should I expect? You know, I have a whole litany of things you tell them as far as, you know, be in shape and uh, get good maps and have good equipment and, you know, all those kind of things. Be a good shot, practice. But I think the biggest thing I try to tell people is regardless of where you go or the little honey holes you might show them or give them advice is that it's going to take a couple years <laughs> yeah. to, to get to know an area. You know, um, when, you, when you come out to a state anywhere and you go hunt it for the very first time, the learning curve is so big and... I tell them, I said, come out for the, you know, experience. Yeah, everybody wants to get one. You know, everyone wants to put an animal down. But 
just come up with the whole experience and knowing that this is, you know, your first year or two is just going to be learning mm-hmm. and learning where the animals go and learning your own even uh, own abilities, you know, and what you can and can't do and, and how that is going to affect the hunt. And then over time, you know, after a couple of years, you'll start figuring things out and, and your chance of success just goes up as you get to know a particular area. So I say pick an area, get to know that area, and over time you'll you'll have success. Right, absolutely. Again, Chris Nowak is our guest from Pure Hunting, and um, you will love this show called Pure Hunting. If you're not familiar with it, you can check out their website, purehunting.com. Uh, well, they've set up a nice store there for some great products, and, uh, you know, sometimes a lot of these uh, online deals have not so good apparel, but I'm telling you, these are some great quality T-shirts, hats. Uh, I believe they got some of the DVDs of past seasons on from Pure Hunting, so you can follow them on Facebook as well, and, again, that's Pure Hunting. You know, just uh, a little bit left here, but uh, let's talk archery a little bit. Um, I mean, that's one of the uh, things you and Willie are really into, and I'm trying and trying to mentally get into it myself a little bit. I did take my bow recently on a hog hunt in Texas and didn't, did, was able to uh, shoot a hog with my bow. But I'm telling you, being a rifle hunter all my life, the thought just kills me for some animal to hang up out there, you know, out of range and, You've done all the things you need to do to get there and the cost, expense, taking off the time and uh, not be able to get that shot. It just kills me. But in talking to, you know, Willie and yourself, Phil Mendoza, they're saying, yeah, you know, but you, you have to understand that there will be disappointments, but there's nothing like that 10 to 15, 5-yard, 20-yard shot. Yeah, and that is all part of, of, a, of you, you personally, you know, as your evolution as a hunter, you know, right. uh, I think we all started out rifle hunting, you know, um, and I mean, unfortunately, I did start out bow hunting as a kid with my father, but uh, that is usually the transition is, you know, you go out there, you rifle hunt for a couple of years, uh, you've been successful, not that it that it's gotten easy by any means, but you're just looking for that next challenge, that next, you know, uh, level of hunting expertise, you know, the skills of a hunter or whatnot, and you're just looking for that next challenge, and that's just the natural transition. Then, like yourself, you're like, okay, let's, let's pick up a bow now. I've, I've shot a lot of things with a rifle. You know, I've been a very accomplished with a rifle. Now let's see if I can be that way with a bow. And now it's back to learn, relearning new things and the excitement of different tactics now, and, you know, and, and it's just different for you, you know? Sure. And I think that's that adds a little more excitement to uh, your growth as a hunter. Absolutely. And uh, I know you guys, uh, was it 2016 or 15 when y'all went to Bushman's Quiver over in Africa? Uh, I'm trying to think what yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, Willie said his kids got a, you know, a 10-year archery experience in, you know, 10 days. Oh, yes. You know, I'd highly recommend that to you, too, if you – when you go back uh, this year, yeah, I uh, am. bring your bow, you know, bring yeah. your bow and, um, you know, it's uh, to have them, you know, that close and, you know, to hear them breathing and, you, you know, you don't get the, you know, their personality after a little while, if you watch that animal come in and uh, it's, it's, it's a very uh, uh, personal experience, you know, versus shooting something at 400 yards. You sure. Know? Uh, so. Well, you know, here we are 
now middle of the um, May almost, and so what should the archery hunter uh, getting ready for archery season, what should they be doing now? Well, you know, like anything, you know, you're keep maintaining your skills. You know, and of course, one of them is shooting and your ability to shoot your bow and uh, at whatever particular yardages you feel comfortable with, you know, so that when the time does come to when you're on an animal, it all becomes instinctive and your body just kind of takes over, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, always uh, scouting. I mean, you can never never scout too much, you know, or stay in shape, especially if you're, if you've got a big fall hunt coming up uh, for a goat or a sheep or something like that to start getting into physical condition and uh, just tuning up your stuff. This is usually the time where we have a little slow time right there here after turkey season. And, and now it's uh, get the gear ready, get everything uh, set up so that come uh, August when we start up again, uh, you're ready to go. Yep. And you know, Real quick, you and Willie mentioned it very, uh, the number one thing when I asked Willie about, you know, the do-it-yourself hunts and all the things, what do people need to know, and he mentioned be in shape, and you said exactly the same thing about being in shape. So 60 seconds left here, really, but that is of huge importance, especially if you're down used to hunting at at sea level and you're coming up here and going to be at 9 or 10,000 feet, 10,000 feet, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and I always tell people, you know, you know, get in the best shape of your life, and then when you think you're in the best shape of your life, get in better shape, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, because, first of all, you know, the mountains are difficult to get around in. The altitude does, you know, affect people from lower elevations. And, you know, the success of a western hunt is really dictated about how far you can go, how far you can hike, and your, you know, your endurance to to do a five six seven day hunt yeah everybody can do it one day but now do it five days in a row and that's really where a lot of the guys make the mistake of well i'm in good enough shape yeah you're good enough shape for the first day and then you're so sore for the next three days you can't do anything yeah you know so it's the endurance it's the mental you know strength uh to push through those exhausting hikes and those cold mornings and whatnot when you're or, you know, when the storms come in in the afternoon and now you're soaking wet and you got a four-mile hike yet, you know? So, <laughs> For <laughs> you sure. know what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, Chris, hey, man, we'll, we will do this again in a few weeks. I know you're heading out of town to uh, see your mom for Mother's Day, and that's awesome. So, man, I hope you have a great Mother's Day with her. And uh, thank you guys and you and Willie both, man. You all have been terrific for us when we started Sportsman of Colorado and January of 2013. It's hard to believe it's been that for us, but you guys have always been great supporters and helped us out a lot. And, man, we appreciate your friendship. Well, it goes both ways. We appreciate your support and getting getting the word out about peer hunting and, again, your uh, dedication and support to Outdoor Buddies. I really appreciate that. So thanks a lot, Scott. Okay, Chris. That's Chris Nowak from Pure Hunting. Again, check out purehunting.com. Follow them on Facebook and uh, a lot of great articles they'll have there, uh, Willie and Chris can do on uh, purehunting.com and get some of their product there off of their store as well. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. 
This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. i got James Hardesty in studio with me as well. And we want to thank Chris Nowak for being with us earlier this week. And uh, by the way, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And um, whatever you got to do, man, if your mom is still alive, make sure you make that call. Go see her. And uh, again, uh, thankful for our moms. So. Let's go to the phones real quick. I got Aaron Casey on from Phoenix Weaponry. We we were up there yesterday. Had a buddy picking up a, a sweet 223 from Phoenix Weaponry. Aaron, how are you? Good, you guys? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. How's it going for you, man? You've been running. You were at the NRA show in Dallas, so I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about that and um, tell us just, you know, what that show was like. I assume that was your first time to be at an NRA show. Yeah, it was our very first NRA show, um, it, a lot like SHOT Show, but for consumers. So all the NRA members could come in and cruise around, so it was cool to actually talk to consumers and not so much dealers and um, wholesale people. So it was a lot of fun. Uh took a lot of work to get down there. We we left, drove underneath a tornado out in Kansas somewhere. So it was kind of, <laughs> I think it landed on the I-70 right behind us or something, according to my guy's GPS. So we were trying to get my RV to go as fast as we possibly could to get underneath it and get gone, but... Wow. It was entertaining. 
Well, cool. Again, Phoenix Weaponry in Longmont, um, custom-made weapons. And uh, James, are you, are you familiar with Phoenix Weaponry? Have you seen any of their products? Uh, I, I've seen. Uh, I, I have seen some advertisement. I have. I'm okay. not familiar with them specifically. All right. Well, I'll have to take you up there and let you tour That'd their be facility. Because cool. uh, to that. Great. Uh, great. I mean, man, you talk about. I told him. I said the only reason I hate his guns is because when I use any other weapon, man, the trigger. Aaron, what are your triggers? About two pounds. Yeah, we sell them two pounds uh, for yeah. more people who are used to it. Um, about three pounds crisp for everybody else. Uh, we do about a twenty thousand reset. You know, just take all the slack and travel and the grit out of them and make them real nice so you guys can shoot good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, suppressors are still a uh, a big deal, and unfortunately, um, that Hearing Protection Act, we need that to go through so we can get, uh, don't have to go through all this other hassle. But um, what are you seeing with suppressors right now? Uh, I think people are getting tired of waiting for the government to do something about it. The, the shelf, the Hearing Protection Act indefinitely, so people are just getting tired of waiting. So we've got suppressor sales are popping up again, and we're, we're moving quite a few uh, 30-cal titanium cans. Because our 30 cal can, you can strap it on everything down to 22 long rifle if you want. So it goes 308 and under. So everybody's jumping on those lately. We keep running out of them. So have you shot much suppressed? Or? Uh, no, but I need to. I actually uh, I wear hearing aids, um, and so you know I'm glad that that the subject's been brought up because you know I, I've I've actually had my hearing um, diminished um, because of shooting a lot of guns. Uh, and if I would have been able to use a suppressed gun, I most certainly would. Um, and with kids, you know, with hunting and everything else coming up and being more popular, kids are getting involved with it. You know, we have to be able to protect the, their hearing. Sure. Yeah, they're awesome. So, Aaron, what's coming up now? Uh, when's the next Tanner Gun Show you'll be at? Uh, second and third of June. Second and third of June. Okay. Yep. All right. Out, out to the Tanner Show's. Um, I think we're going to be getting into our summer months. We're probably going to do a barbecue, have you guys come back out again and hang out all morning. Okay. Uh, we got uh, Recoil Magazine should be hitting the newsstands any day now. We got a big eight-page uh, article they wrote on us, so that's all coming out. Um, Guns and Ammo just sent back our 4570 back to us so we can get to NRA, and they, I think, have an eight-page exclusive on Phoenix Weaponry and that kind of stuff that we've been doing. We went shooting with uh, all the people from Shooting Illustrated and Whitetail, Northern Whitetail Hunting Magazine. I mean, just, I think, five or six magazines. So we're out there hunting pigs down in Texas for, with the NRA. So. Okay, cool. Well, again, Aaron Casey, Phoenix Weaponry. Get up to Longmont and Seam, just right off of Highway 119, just a couple of miles. Is it even, is it even two miles up there? <laughs> if that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's really two miles just uh, west there on uh, Highway 119. And um, get by and see the shop. And maybe you've already got you a nice AR that you like, but you want to dress it up a little bit. He does Cerakoting, all the things like that, and um, great gunsmithing. Uh, he can fix you up, and they've got um, great partners with optics and all the things that you need there. And um, Red and I actually went out this morning for just a very short time, uh, Aaron, but he's already uh, shot that one that you made for him, and man, it worked perfect, and he cannot wait to get a scope on it and uh, get that thing rolling. So, 
Well, listen, our, our time is kind of short today, but I'm going to I'm gonna get you on and look at your schedule as we talked yesterday and get you on here for a full Saturday because uh, we got a lot to talk about. You guys um, have really, uh, no pun intended, exploded over the last few years with everything that you're making and just cool, cool weapons. And I uh, want to make sure everybody knows where to get them and how to get them. But you can catch them at the Tanner Gun Show. That will be in June. And um, that's the second and the third. So uh, we'll look forward to that as well. So, Aaron, I'll be in touch with you, man. Look at your schedule. Right. See if, you know, next Saturday or so uh, we'll get you on, do a full hour, hour with you, bud. Well, we'll try to drive down there and get some good Mexican food at that place down there by you guys. So. That'll work. All right, man. All right. Sounds good. All right. right. James Hardesty again is with us and um, had a lot going on today, but um, we'll try to get James back even more. But, James, you've been on Facebook Live a little bit. So what's some of the questions or whatever we should address here with everybody you know uh the, some of the questions were, were uh that i'm seeing is people are asking about calling over calling um poaching um <laughs> a few other questions out there as far as uh you know the hunting industry uh, goes uh, you know uh looks like uh we've got the 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 draw system yeah um we can talk a little bit about that yeah let's hit that because i mean it was something new this year um where they didn't have to pay uh you had what ten dollars and then the three dollar deal you know sure and uh but man before if you put in for moose and you put in everything i mean and you had some kids it was a small man, fortune you were throwing you're, some you're, dollars you're, you're mortgaging your home yeah. um you know and, and i'm okay with that i mean i'm 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 okay with where the prices are at um, I, I like the new system that they went to. Yes, it's going to increase point creep. Okay, I never applied for moose. I didn't apply for sheep or goats or any of that because I didn't want to put out that money and have it tied up uh, for for so long. And now that you can apply for those, it costs you three dollars uh, for that point. If you're unsuccessful, they don't hit your card. If you're successful, they're going to hit your card. So um, you know you're drawing interest on your money. You're not letting the state do that. It's going to save the state some money. Yeah, they um, said like three million dollars. Yeah, which yeah. which is good. Um, I think it's also going to make the state money because I myself prior to this year never applied for that. I applied for moose. I applied for sheep. I applied for goat, uh, desert bighorn, um, all those. Well, those cost me three bucks. If everybody does that and you're unsuccessful, the state is still gonna uh, re is gonna be sure. getting an additional. 12 bucks, something mm -hmm. like that, 15 bucks uh, from each person. That's going to be more revenue uh, going in. Right. Um, the poaching, I heard you talk about a poaching incident, and uh, that is one I'm unfamiliar with right now. So I was pretty unfamiliar with it as well, too. Uh, Tim Cooley. Um, yeah, Tim. Tim's our taxidermist. He, yep, he, he's been on the show before. <laughs> yeah. he, he wrote in. Um, I asked him for a little backstory. He says, apparently a young man shot a deer out of season at, at a party uh, on a dare. Long story short, the, the shot with a bow out of season, no tag, and the CPW put it down. The following day, he pled guilty to all charges, uh, serving six months probation. After probation, all charges will be removed. He's asking what my thoughts are on that. Here's my thoughts on it. Um, kids make dumb mistakes. We were all kids. We all made dumb mistakes. Yep, we've been there. Okay. He pled guilty to it. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be the judge, jury, and executioner on this one. Um, is six months wiped from his record uh, an adequate punishment? Um, in my opinion, probably no. I think loss of hunting privileges for, for the one to five years. Um, a situation like this, the kid pled guilty. He, um, sounds like it is fairly minor. I don't believe this. I, I don't know if was this a trophy buck? Was this just a just a, a little you know small forked horn buck kind of thing? If this was a trophy buck, 
Um, yeah, you know, that gets a little first. Yeah, it's kind of like the Samson law. You know, if, right. you know, we can talk about um, the bull up in Estes Park uh, that was killed years ago, Samson. You know, something like that, I think you should lose your privileges for some time, maybe five years, maybe ten. That would teach you not to do something like this. Sure. Um, then on calling a little bit, um, some were talking about, you know, calling in other hunters. And, you know, now two years ago, I believe it was, there was a, a guy – that he was muzzleloading, kid and a father were archery hunting, okay? The muzzleloading guy shot the kid in the chest with a fifty caliber muzzleloader. One, he was bugling. I know this story a little cow. bit more than probably most because so, this is actually in our family. The attorneys for the kid and the father called me, asked me to come down and talk to them about that. And, I mean, I, you know, horrible deal. Sure. I mean, horrible deal. But the guy said, uh, the muzzleloading guy just said, hey, he saw the shoulder of the animal, saw the bushes move a little bit. And, you know, that was a story the attorney was telling me anyway, you know. And, uh, and the guy ended up getting some jail time and, you know, for doing it. And, of course, the man lost his son, which is horrible. Just main thing I just want to say there is just you got to be careful. You got to, as, as the rules simply say, know your target, right? Yeah, you, you need to, you know, it's it's not blind faith and oh there's something there i'm going to shoot and hope hope it drops because you know you, you don't know what you're shooting at um you know with archery and with muzzleloader being combined uh, muzzleloader being the third week of archery season you know you do have the potential for accidents like that to happen um i'm against archery hunters having to wear orange or fluorescent pink um i do believe that um muzzleloaders rifles need to wear that okay that being said you know, you are going to have those situations. A good caller is going to call people in. If you're hunting public land in the state of Colorado, you're out there competing with a lot of other people, okay? And if you're a good caller or even, heck, don't even have to probably be a good caller, just an okay caller, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to call some hunters in. Um, so be prepared for that. Um, and when you encounter those, you know, don't get frustrated. Don't sure. get mad. Don't uh, do something foolish, you know. Just if, if you're the one getting called in, congratulate them on them fooling you to ask them which way they're going to go and go the opposite direction. Right. Um, give some space. Um, you know, and, and if, if you're calling people in, you know, pat yourself on the back. You know, you, you fooled somebody. You know, the next thing to come in may not be a hunter. It may be an elk and, and you should be prepared for that as somebody who's hunted and called in a lot of people i've also called in a lot of elk right after the you know the person left right. because there's elk that are that are coming in without responding they're coming in silently um you know on public ground there is a lot of calling out there and so elk sometimes get a little call shy and, and they may not respond so be prepared for that mm -hmm. um but if you you know run into somebody out on public ground hey Thank them for being a sportsman. Ask how they're doing. Maybe they'll give you some information. Sure. Let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, we got Rob Rosso with us from Iron Horse Armory. They're located at 10469 South Parker Road. And May 26th, we will be live. We're going to have a special event there. So, Rob, hey, man, thanks for being with us, and thanks for holding there a couple of minutes. Hey, how you doing, Scott? I'm good. Hey, so um, fill me in on all that we've got going on. Well, we've got uh, quite a few vendors coming out. We're going to have a vendor for Noveski, some other firearms, CNC triggers, 
uh, Legacy International with the Howler Rifles and Left Owls and stuff. They're going to be here. We also have Fort Scott Munitions with their solid copper CNC rounds that are just absolutely awesome. They broke the world record with their 6.5 Creedmoor uh, ammunition. They're going to be here with the tent selling ammo. We're going to have free gumbo made by me, um, some other food. Uh, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of guns under cost, uh, 10% off of used guns. Um, there's just going to be a lot going on that day. Okay. Again, this is going to be at 10469 South Parker Road, May 26th. And uh, you guys will open at what time that day? Uh, we're open Monday through Saturday from 9 to 7 every day except for Sunday. Okay, so we'll open, it, we'll open at 9 o'clock then on that Saturday, and then uh, we'll be there live from oh, 1. I'm sorry? We're also going to be uh, doing a, a free gun thing. We'll okay. A big glass jar full of uh, brass. You figure out, you guess how much brass is in there, you're going to be walking away with a free rifle. Uh, yeah, and you said a Smith & Wesson M&P uh, 22. That would be awesome. <laughs> how good a guesser are you, James? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess 800 pieces of brass. Yeah, I right. haven't even seen We'll that. have to go know. by there and see, man. <laughs> all right, so this will be a great, great event. And I'm telling you, if you're into guns, come out this day. It's going to be a great day and a lot going on. Uh, I'm going to have um, Rob back on on our Haystack show uh, on the 18th. And then uh, we'll talk more about this on the 19th as we get closer here to the 26th. But hope you'll come out and see us. It's at 10469 South Parker Road, May 26th. And that's Iron Horse Armory. So, Rob, hey, man, we appreciate the opportunity. As soon as I get finished with the show, I'll come see you and um, get some more things planned out here for next week and uh, letting more folks know about it. But we appreciate you letting us be a part of it, and we look forward to it. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you, man. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. So, James, if you're free, come out and see us. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. So, um, just about two, two, three minutes left here. Um, what are just some tips that you can say, you know, for um, maybe the people just now getting into the elk hunting? I mean, it's hard. We, we were talking earlier, uh, which I want to do. We can do a whole show on all the social medias brought to hunting. But, um, you know, it's hard when people get on Facebook and they go, hey, can you give some tips or what are some good units? I mean, sure. what are just some basics? How do you say to, to people to get around and, you know, how you can know, they find out some things? You know, my, my blanket statement, whether it's social media or meet somebody out on the street, everybody's like, where do I go hunting? You know, there are elk in every unit west of I-25, basically. So find a spot that has the terrain you want to hunt. If you're not into hunting steep vertical terrain, go to somewhere that's not going to have that. Maybe you're going to hunt more like towards Grand Junction. But if you if you want to challenge yourself and you're into steep terrain, maybe you go to, um, you know, down south, um, you know, some of the, some of the steeper um, terrain that way. There's elk in every terrain. Once you get there... You need to look for that sign. You need to look for uh, footprints, maybe rubs. They don't have to be fresh ones. You know, if you see a rub and you're like, yeah, I think that's last year, they're they're rubbing either velvet off or they are mating there. So that's probably a good time for September, maybe early October type of hunting, okay? If, you, if, if you're coming out here and you're in September, October, and you're hunting, you're like, I'm just not seeing elk, you need to move. Okay, don't be idle. Don't don't sit and hope and pray and wish that they come to you because that's not going to happen. Right. You need to start moving. If 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 
if you get out here and you're like, well, I'm at 9,000 foot elevation in September, early September, or maybe even late August, well, they're probably still higher. They're going to be up where the green grass is at. So maybe get up to that 11,000, 12,000 foot elevation. Sure. If you're hunting up around 10,000, 10,005 in November when it's been snowing and you're not seeing anything, well, maybe you want to look a little bit lower. They have started to migrate, okay? Uh, understand elk behavior, um, and that will help to dictate where you're going to be. Elk want to be where the feed is at. Sure. So. All right, we want to thank all of our guests today, and especially you for joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. We want to thank Chris Nowak, Aaron Casey, Rob Rosso from Iron Horse Armory. Once again, we'll be live there May 26th, 10469 South Parker Road. James, it's been fun, man. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate it. All right, and we'll do this again. You got some questions for the show, shoot me an email, scott at sportsmanofcolorado.com, and uh, we'll be sure and uh, get you some answers for that. Draw results will be coming out in June, early June, I think 4th through the 8th, they said, so hopefully we'll all have good luck there as well. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Again, to all the mothers, happy Mother's Day. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next week. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.